And Salma, Associate Justina speaking. I can speak to Bogus, please. Um, sure. What's your name? Joey Jingola. Okay, hold on one second. Thank you. Thank you for calling. Your call and your business are very important to us. Please hold the line and we'll be right with you. Bogus, I can help you. Bogus, it's Joey Jingola. Hey, Joey, what's up? Not much. How you doing, sir? Good. I was your fourth. This is insurance in your own words from the people who are living and breathing it every day and are struggling to figure out where this industry is going and what they need to do to stay ahead. Hosted by me, Joey Jingola. Let's get into it. No, no, it's not a problem. I mean, like I said, Joe, we're, 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 there's a lot of wheels turning here. You know, we do want to bring in those clients that we that have no, no knowledge about us whatsoever, you know, but we're also struggling to bring in those clients that know of us but go through those online channels nowadays. You know, so, you know, I, I haven't pulled the statistic recently, but a lot of our clients are, you know, older clients and, you know, their kids, you know, they don't think of us as the agency to go to first. You know, they go through their Geico's and their whatever you want to call it, lemonades nowadays, and look at options there first. Um, and then once they kind of start their, their lives and get married and have kids, they kind of reach out to a personal advisor as to figure out what they need to do to make sure that they're covered completely. Well, that's a little depressing. And that was my buddy Bogus Hansel of Hansel and Associates talking about, well, we, there's these people that know of us already, and why aren't we getting their business when they need it? And... Yeah, so this is something that is probably maybe borderline epidemic in some cases, some corners, some areas of the industry, because maybe we assume, just a blanket statement, I don't know how true this is, but maybe maybe we kind of let our guard down thinking, ah, yeah, hey, my buddy Jim is going to deliver his kids to me, I don't need to worry about it. And those darn millennials, they just have minds of their own, and they will not be told where and who to buy their insurance from and maybe it starts at geico maybe it's ugh, maybe it starts somewhere that you know again a billion dollars was pumped into some type of um you know brand building machine maybe that happens i don't know i'm not entirely sure but bogus might be on to something and that's a depressing thought to me that maybe it's almost in spite of I refuse to do business with mom and dad's insurance guy because, well, that means if I'm doing business with mom and dad's insurance guy, I've given up on life and I'm officially an adult and there are no dreams that can become realities anymore. Maybe that's a thing. Maybe. But the question, I guess, then becomes, I'm just going to ask you, I don't know. I mean, the question then becomes, well, what do we do to change that? to stay in front of those kids, those those pesky millennials, and even if we just want to really get ahead of the game, whatever that generation's called after them, I don't remember. It's probably something equally as annoying and even less obedient, so that's great. Uh, what do we do to stay in front of them? How do we connect with them? How do, and I, it, this goes beyond, hey, we have Facebook, and you guys like to text, right? So that should solve the problem. 
there's a maybe I think maybe more of an assumption this assumed sale this again Jim's going to bring it home for me because his kids are going to just you know fall fall in line and do the thing and and really maybe 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 that there's something a little more proactive that you could be doing you know I I'd, I'd like to somehow create that thought process for them to look to us first you know, and that's kind of being passed down from, from their, their, their parents or through their families. And I think that there's things that I need to create, um, you know, handouts and marketing material, that, that kind of stuff. So it makes it easier for them as well as kind of staying ahead on, on all that technology, you know, making a client portal, you know, being accessible by text message, that kind of stuff. You know, so those are all things that we're, we're, we're adding. So there's a lot of wheels turning with this, this, this future plan growth. Um, you know, and it's kind of just going back and figuring out what's the most important to the agency right now um, and, and, and creating a, a, a task list from there on out. I mean, maybe we could go reverse psychology on this and be like, hey, you know, just send them something out. You don't want to have your insurance with us. Your mom and dad would really, really just, you can't do that. Just do the, just reverse. Like, I've, I have very young, you know, I have a five-year-old right now. So, I mean, reverse psychology still works, I think, I think. Maybe it works. Maybe send them, you know, maybe just get in front of them. You do not want to buy. All right, I'm kidding. Jokes aside, I like what Bogus is saying here. Um, yes, I think text messages still apply. So, I mean, I'm joking. Uh, you know, obviously, it does go beyond that, right? But what text message, what sits at the heart of the text message thing, you know, as Bogus was saying, be accessible in ways that are going to be relevant, right? One, we're not trying to get their attention. And two, we really don't care what their experience is going to be if we had it. And that, I think, is really the problem. Because maybe it's not even so much that they are not looking to us, you, the person that has handled the family insurance for years first. Maybe they are, but it's just not what they want to see. Maybe it's a less or more less of a marketing, that's right, more of a customer experience problem than anything else. Because, hey, you know, I still have to, I still have to call you on the phone sometimes and you might make me handle paper for the first time in three years. I'm not sure what it even feels like anymore. So there's those anxieties. But paper cuts aside, that could maybe be something that is a little bit of a deterrent, maybe a hindrance. It could even just be the overall speed of of which you operate. Yeah, I know insurance isn't the fastest moving thing in the world, but there is something to be said for, you know, receiving, I mean, dare I say a quote, maybe even at the time that you called in, if you had to call in, or at the very least within an hour or two, I think there are certain expectations that, you know, probably aren't aligning with that next generation that maybe we're taking for granted. Maybe we feel it's signed, sealed, and delivered. If I can't sell that millennial insurance, who can I sell? What millennial can I sell insurance? Yes, better. It's those challenges. It's those those kind of conversations that maybe aren't necessarily being had. And because once you move away from, well, we're just going to send them an email and everything will be fine, once you move away from that, that becomes a much less simpler fix. It becomes more of a deeply rooted, I don't want to say systemic issue within the agency. It could be 
because it becomes not just a marketing problem, not just a business problem, but again, it's entirely wrapped up in that customer experience problem. And that is much, much harder to change, much, much harder to deal with because not only is that going to be difficult you know, for your own little corner, let's just say maybe you own the agency, maybe you don't, maybe there are multiple things that have to happen. Maybe there are multiple lines of business and maybe you can just start as simply as in the home and auto, the personal lines kind of department because that's the most likely scenario in which you're going to run into these individuals or you know, be in a position to possibly help them would be with, I guess, more than likely anything, their auto, possibly their home, at least their renter's insurance. But again, if it's if it's from an existing client, if it's a generation thing, you're you're kind of graduating into the second, maybe the third generation of the family, then you know, maybe some things aren't as important. Maybe, maybe that's what's gonna really lock it down. I don't know. But there is there is there is maybe that 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 hint, that whiff of 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 it not being a way, of the of the customer experience not living up to what they need it to be because if if it did and and this is where you know the whole agency needs to be on board because if it did then there's so much that you can do sending business wherever it needs to go if you look at our 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 book of business you know we have we have a lot of contractors that don't have their personal lines with us you know, that, that to me, that doesn't make sense. So they know that we do personal lines. Why don't they have personal lines with us? You know, I think that we can capture a giant book of business just by capturing at least a percentage of the people that we have just model line with us. You know, those are the things that, you know, we're, we're, we're working on, on, on going after. Now, that's a slightly different example. If we're talking a commercial policy going over and, and kind of siphoning the personal out of it? No, it'd be into it. I don't know. Can you siphon something into something? Not entirely sure. Inject, that's probably better. Um, inject the personal lines into the commercial account because that's obviously a little bit different. That's not necessarily a straight customer experience, possible situation, or just a general service situation. That's more of a, they are choosing, actively choosing not to do business with us uh, because for whatever reason, right? And this is where it's a little bit of a tougher pill to swallow. They're already doing business with you for their business, but they're saying, man, me, me personally, one-on-one here, you guys just aren't good enough. And that's a harder pill to swallow because why wouldn't you be good enough? You're good enough for their company, the thing that brings money through the door, the things that would allow them to actually pay for that personal auto policy. They're saying, nah. That's where it gets a little more challenging. Now, in the case of the, you know, what we talked about, the legacy situation and how that may or, be, may or not be something that is challenging the cross on why you need the entire agency on board is because it's very possible that you might have one or two young whippersnappers in the agency. They're just go-getters. They're just ready to seize the day at any moment's notice. And they just want to do things a little bit differently than the people that have come before them. They're ambitious. They're hungry. They're ready. And maybe, maybe just maybe, 
they've set up some of these things. Maybe they've just developed their own little mini customer service experience, customer experience, that's better, within that kind of stodgy smoking jacket monocle and pipe world that might currently exist within the agency. But when they go and, and reference and cross-sell that out, that's when it becomes challenging. And that's something that, you know, again, you need to make sure everybody in the agency is up to speed on because, again, if just this tiny little corner, then maybe these handful of, of merry misfits have just decided to, to run amok as far as giving the clients an experience that they want, how dare they, then it becomes a matter of, well, well, they want, they're looking for, they need a health insurance policy and they're going to go talk to Jim over here. I can't remember my fake names at this point. They're going to go talk to Jim over here and he's going to, you know, he's going to do the quote for him. He's going to do all of the things that are, that, you know, they're really not looking for. It's going to take probably about 45 minutes longer than it should have originally. All of the things are going to start adding up to where you almost become incapable of cross-selling based on the discrepancy in experience that a person can get based on the, I guess, the willingness from a, a potential agent in your, in your agency to kind of mold themselves and communicate where and when society dictates it. But one thing's for sure, we really can't just rely on the way things were always done. The people will always send their people, their offspring, the people that they have cloned themselves with to our agency in the future. And we also cannot count that those offspring, those clones, even if they did find their way to your front door, they would definitely do everything, anything, but act like a clone in that situation because they will have had time to expand their own thoughts and ideas to take just basically stock of what's about to happen and if and if you your agency is capable of handling it all right i just wrapped pretty intense two weeks of travel and that means that I had to spend entirely way too much time in close quarters with human beings. And when that happens, you're just increasing your chances for something that just doesn't make sense or is really undesirable to happen really more frequently than it needs to. And to be honest, I kind of lost track of all of the stuff because it was so many excessive memories is really not the right word, but we'll call them memories for now. And the one I think that stuck out maybe the most to me, and you always roll the dice just a little bit more every time you connect those flights because you're resetting the situation. You're resetting the variables of possible physical contact, proximity that could basically take place. And I was cruising, maybe feeling overconfident. I might have had an empty seat the first flight. I'm, I'm coming and I'm feeling strong. I'm feeling like this is it. This is my day to travel. Things are going to be good. And, and and I'm almost there. I'm almost two for two. I'm, I'm heading out. I think this was maybe last week on the way. Uh, well, it's almost two weeks ago now. On the way to uh, we're out in Milwaukee. And... And I'm like, man, yes, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go two for two. 
I'm not going to have an empty seat two times in a row. And I wish that was the case because I spent the next 75 minutes or so in an excessive thigh-touching environment. Yes? I said thigh, which, I mean, I, I'm trying to be politically correct here. I'm not saying, I'm not saying anything negative. I'm just saying there's a reason that our thighs were touching. My thighs had not as much to do with it as maybe the other person's thighs. And I couldn't do much to get away from it. And I think that's probably the most really frightening part about it is that despite your best efforts, you will have to endure excessive thigh touching if things go really wrong. They did for me. They did for me. I think I'm moving past it. Is that just me? <laughs> just let me know. I feel like, I don't know, I feel like that's where, I mean, obviously, obviously it's not intentional, really. I mean, in some ways it is, but it's not. JoeHeatAgencyNation.com, at what point is it just like, how do I get some personal space here? How do I not have this be a thing anymore? Because I think the authorities should be involved. If you think the authorities should be alerted for your agency's modernization attempts, well, then I guess you should probably maybe consider heading over to agencynation.com slash newsletter. That's the place that's going to get you rocking and rolling just a little bit on all of those, we'll call them monetizations, digital marketing, all the things where the cool kids are, uh, thigh-touching free environment. But if you are, if you're worried about it, agencynation.com slash newsletter.